and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 106 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. I'm Devin Green. And I'm Joshua Unruh. And we are live at the Science Museum of Oklahoma. So very excited. Scott Henderson is joining us. He is the director of Smart Space and the Ray Harryhausen exhibit, which is absolutely amazing. Scott, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell us about, now you guys have got this going on until December 3rd. Tell us about what you've got going on. That's correct. Well, the show is uh, called Mythical Menagerie, and it's based on the fantasy films of Ray Harryhausen. And there's a great collection of his models and armatures, um, original artwork, storyboards. We've got a, a, a giant collection of all the favorites. Um, we have yeah, we took just a kind of a really and robot quick owls. walk through. That's right. And there are robot owls there's a really <laughs> awesome like Gilgamesh t- type thing that I was just I was like I want to just put that in my bag. They're also bag. cute. Don't admit to no, that. No, I, w- yeah. I would never yeah, ask you to do that. it because I love, if, if something I love goes missing, the no. Oklahoma Science Museum. But <laughs> I'm just saying, if they had replicas, I would want one. Now tell us a, just a quick history of who Ray Harryhausen was. Well, he was a pioneer of special effects and motion pictures. Um, he uh, kind of forefronted the whole stop motion animation in films. Uh, people look up to him. The big influence on the movies of today, a lot of the filmmakers look to him as their source of influence from George Lucas to Spielberg. Guillermo de Toro, Peter Jackson, I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, what he did was revolutionary and quite amazing um, for one person to, s- to do single-handedly. Yeah, you watch some of these old shows. Uh, I, I, we watched se- uh, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad last night, and it's just amazing. You, uh, yeah, it's claymation, um, but... You just don't realize that. It's, I mean, you got to think about what year this was. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. you know, uh, the 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 artistry and the effort and the creative thinking that went into. I mean, I was just looking at the oh, part yeah. of the exhibit talking about the split screen so that they could because because when I was a kid, it was the because uh, uh, we were talking before the sword fight with the skeletons right. made a big impression on me right. and yeah. and just reading the bit about. I always had a thought that you could do this split screen, says Ray Harryhausen, and I just noodled at it until I, by God, got to do it. I mean, was <laughs> that's a short version. But anyway, it's, yeah, Which he's is kind amazing. of awesome when you think about it, because that's a thing that wasn't a thing. But it wasn't right. a thing. Before mm-hmm. right. Harryhausen was so like, So Ray saw King Kong when he was 13 years old, and he said, how is this working? What am I looking at? How is this done? And he researched and finally figured it out. Um, and then he went to school and studied all he could, and then he actually went to work with Wills O'Brien on... Um, That's familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wills O'Brien was the director and special effects guy behind King Kong. Okay, okay. Okay. So he actually went through school and actually got a job working with Wills O'Brien. So pretty amazing that, you know, that spark of watching that movie yeah. led him to his career path. Yeah. Which makes sense. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, that itself also was uh, pretty groundbreaking in, yeah. its, in its ability to... Make a giant ape come to life. Yeah, right. yeah, and make it scale. I mean, scale yeah. is really something mm-hmm. that you have to, and that's something that I found really cool about inside the exhibit. Right. Some of the things are not. When I saw them when I was a little kid, like these are huge, larger than life, you know, mythological right. uh-huh. mythological beasts, and you know these characters, and some of the models are actually quite diminutive. Well, I thought it was right. your 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 fascination with Bubo yeah, from Bubo. Clash yeah. of the Titans Bubo is that you've my got everything. Yeah. you've got the Bubo you've that got, they had to hold 
that got to hold on their arm. You right. got the teeny tiny boobo that mm-hmm. was flitting around. The very teeny He's tiny boobo. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, like, like an inch tall yeah. uh, who got to fly around yeah. the Kraken's face. And uh-huh. I mean, yeah, you've got like boobos of many sizes. Yes. There's and a there's lot of people that hold boobo them. very dear in their yeah. hearts. Yeah. They're, they're, there's, there's, oh, there yes. you go. I just point to my owl tattoo. I've got, I've got kind of a thing, and I can probably trace it in an indirect to, way back to Bubo. Back to Bubo. Sure. It's See. probably the only thing in that movie that didn't scare me. Yeah, and that's the one thing that <laughs> that holds dear to all his movies is you don't forget these creatures. Right. You know, yeah. like they stick in your your soul, kind of. You know, and you'll always remember where you saw that that creature for the mm-hmm. first time. You know, yeah, the never leaves you. That's why that's why it holds up. Oh. You know, the CGI movies of today, you don't really have that affinity with no. the creatures, you know. They might be amazing and cool, but you just don't have that you relationship don't forge with that them. Emotional they're, they're not real because yeah. these things are actually real. Yeah, know? that's exactly what I was going to say. There's soul that's been put into these right. miniatures yeah. and stuff. And mm-hmm. that's I always go back to the Lord of the Rings movies because they use special effects makeup in a lot of their scenes right. and that's why the Hobbit didn't really work because it's all CG. Yeah, it's all but CG. like, yeah. every orc in Lord of the Rings was a person right. in a costume, right. and mm-hmm. so it gave it life. Mm-hmm. And that's the one of the things with these miniatures and stuff. Someone took the time to actually put a soul into these things right. and right. life into them. How long did it take him to to do a, a special effect? Say for well, let's watch the Seventh Samurai. Uh, seventh, seventh, yeah, sorry, right. The Seventh Voyage. <laughs> Those are kind of That would have been cool. That's totally different. different. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you the skeleton fight, uh, the Children of the Hydra, the skeleton fight, and Jason the Argonauts at the very end. Yeah. That scene is about three minutes long. It took him four months to to shoot wow. that with 183,800 separate movements going on. So. Oh my gosh. And he's doing that all by himself. You know, that's that's. That's passion, man. Yeah. And this is back. You know, and and. You know, nowadays, when people act in front of a green screen, it's not that big of a deal. But when you've got, like I said, the seventh voyage of Sinbad, when, when he's fighting this skeleton on these steps, I'm like, he's fighting nothing. That would have been right. a real complicated conversation then. With your actor, yeah. yeah. Now it's, you know, yeah, kind of standard operating procedure. We're going to do some of that stuff, but then it's time. You want me to fight air? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I am working. I'm, I'm, Why are I'm, you, I'm, you know? You know, yeah. Well, and I also think about the timing. Yeah, the timing. Like you're doing yeah. stop motion animation versus a, a living, breathing human, and you have to, like, not only are you fighting nothing, but you're also fighting nothing that's moving at this pace. Yeah. On, on right. a metronome or something. Yeah. pace and making it look believable. I mean, some of the stuff, it just right. still And like you mentioned earlier, scale. I mean, the scale is just, that's yeah. insane. How to mm-hmm. figure out, you know, how yeah, big a six-foot man is next to a 20-foot tall colossus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you go and see Which the is going to turn out to be like a three-foot-tall like three statue. Tall. Like, right. it's just... Exactly. Right. exactly. I, I mean, that's... I, I think that's probably uh, why, even before I knew anything about special effects, I kind of knew Ray Har- Harryhausen's name was... Yes. Yeah. Because the guy just... Yeah, sort of Renaissance manned it. Like he, he was, was a special effects guy. What other movies do you know of where you just know the special effects? Well, some people do, but I mean, not right. the majority. And, and now that's a different conversation, right? But right. even then, it's uh, usually shops. You know, the, you know the shop. Yes. Right, exactly. Like, uh, right. ILM right. did it, right. or uh, yeah. or Weta did it, right. or whatever. Right. Um, but but you certainly don't. And he, but but part of that is he's one man shop. Like he's the one doing the math. He's doing the sculptures. He's doing the concept art. Yeah, he did all. He did, he did the it all. Storyboards. Yeah, and from and all the key drawings. I mean, he's an amazing That's illustrator and draftsman. So, and, and you start to think that literally nobody else. I mean. It, what a one in a million chance that that's the guy who sees uh, King Kong and right. decides to make it right. his yeah. his life's work because not everybody could have done right. the job that that he so did. So Mighty Joe Young was the movie he worked on with Wilson Bryan, which is 
kind of, I guess maybe a sequel, but not yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Punk. He did 90% of that animation, and it was just his first gig, so it was wow. pretty amazing. Wow. That's amazing. That's and awesome. We were talking uh, about how by the time you get to Clash of the Titans, the special effects are, yes, if you compare it to like the seventh voyage of Sinbad, it's not quite as good, but by the time you get to Clash of the Titans, the Medusa uh, is yeah. mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. Who scared I the living... Josh and I were just having this conversation inside the exhibit, and I was like... I she think was kind of get the Wiggins in there. I like. did, because I think <laughs> literally right everything besides the owl scared the poop out of me yeah. in yeah. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. And Medusa, yeah. especially. Yes, she I, was terrifying. And when it, to this day, when I picture Medusa... It's that. Yeah. It's that. That's it's it. yeah. that yeah. particular monster. I, I actually had the joy of watching Clash of the Titans, even though I'm in the younger generation of it. Because uh, my mom. We're not talking about the one with Liam Neeson. Kid. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> no, we're talking about the old one. And uh, that was the part that stuck out to me. Yeah, was, right? was the Medusa. Oh, yeah. oh, she's and I, we would watch, you know, like. OETA would show old movies like mm. at the end of the night. That's what me and my mom would do is like our little bonding experience. And that one, I remember that one come on. I could maybe tell you two or three other movies we watched. Mm -hmm. But that one's But that out. one. Yeah. That mm -hmm. one's the one I'm like, oh my God, I'm never watching this again. I don't, know if, you, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Todd, Todd Browning's Freaks at all. Yeah, okay. I am. <laughs> well, Harry hasn't got the idea of Medusa pulling herself by her hands. Oh my gosh, yes. I just put that oh together. Yeah. Yes, and so that's... Oh man. Because he's like, how's she going to move? She, he wanted her serpentine and he wanted and her snake-like. And that makes her that much more oh, terrifying. Oh, and you got the, you got so the fingernail unnatural. noise too. And yeah. it's, I'm not, oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. not over it. Of course, it. the... Yeah, the snake. Oh, yeah. I know. 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 And what's really funny, you were talking about being iconic. That is an example of it. That is now what people think of with Medusa. Right. Medusa has been described uh, several different ways. Yeah, but she wasn't a new. In modern yeah. day, hit, modern day thought, mm -hmm. if you put Medusa in any other way besides that green hair and the you know and, right. the, and the, the green snakes and the and hair, terrifying and, eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, then it's it just doesn't work. I was sort of. Right. I was saying to you know that glowing eyeball thing. Now I want to. I need film nerds. Film nerds, help right. me out. Caleb. Caleb. Did anyone do and Caleb. <laughs> the the glowy eyes before Medusa? Because right. I'm I'm literally watching an episode of Winona Earp last night, oh. and they're doing the glowy eye thing. The glowy which, eye which thing. Which now, I mean, it was on a person, and it's CGI, and it's so simple. And I'm wondering who was like a was Children of the Dam. Yeah, I mean, oh, Children I'm of the Dam did kind of have glowy eyes, but it wasn't. Anyway, yeah, I have a I specific. Know. I have a specific film nerd question. Call me film nerds. Yes, yeah. Caleb. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, it, it is an amazing. And of course, when the when when the people turn to stone, um, uh, that's a great sequence. Yeah, too. it's phenomenal. And you just don't because nowadays we take all of this so much for granted. And especially when you're like talking about you know uh, Jason fighting the the uh, the skeletons. At the, right now, you'd have uh, what is it called when someone stands in for. Like what Andy Serkis did for Gollum. Uh, oh yeah, you do a motion capture. Mo motion, mo yeah, 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 yeah. mocap. Right, You'd either. have somebody stand in for him. And that back then they didn't. They actually, he actually did have sword fighters. I saw some. Oh, pictures. They, and okay. they were all numbered, but still, I mean, to overlay that with every little <laughs> right? lot harder to take that person right, 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 The meticulous right, yeah. detail just yeah, and, and of course and the skeletons are not that big. The models no, are not that big. Probably about eight inches tall. So you had Scale yeah. that right yeah. to a six-foot yeah. person. Yeah. yeah, the timing, the scale is just. 
I'm, I'm I mean, look, I'm flat we, out more impressed he, than I was, and I'm already, I was already Harryhausen. <laughs> yes, Harryhausen would probably love to have had a computer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I think no shade, but it is. It's a really different. It's just. It's a really different set of skills and problems yeah. and things that you that you have to have mm-hmm. to overcome. And and when you're inventing it, I mean, that's the thing that that always that always brings me back to Harryhausen is he's making it up as he goes along. Totally. Right. Uh, who wrote, I can imagine him like, who wrote the scene where they have to sword fight skeletons? <laughs> I want that man fired. <laughs> now, now I have to go figure out how to do that thing. Right? You know, like it's, it's written. We're see, the funny thing is totally he, he already had these concepts in his mind before the movies were even made. Oh. So you see all these key drawings. Well, this is, these were done before any screenplay was written or um, any of the models were made. Oh, wow. And so, oh. Yeah, so he, oh, he, like so he would take the, these drawings <laughs> and that would, that would green light the picture. Just some of these drawings. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense on multiple levels. He's so creative, I can imagine that he's just sketchbooks full. So the yeah. skeleton um, on the staircase uh-huh. drawing in there. Yeah. That's what greenlit that movie. Yeah, that's the Sinbad. That's in, amazing. In, that's which, which of course, has this dragon that's guarding uh, this this sorcerer's castle, uh, mm-hmm. this magician's castle, which is just, I mean, again, you can tell from today's standpoint that it is claymation, but it is still amazing to think about. This is one thing I, I picked up on Game of Thrones this, this season. The big crossbow yeah. that kills the yes, dragon. Yes, it it's in Sword. Yes, it's in Seventh Voyage. What do they do in Seventh Voyage? Voyage right? yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. And I, 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 I had that tie-in, but I haven't read about it anywhere else. But I in, in Seventh Voyage, because again, I, I watched it last night, so it's still in my, my memory. They shoot the crossbow into almost the exact same place oh, really? they shot okay. the dragon in Game of Th- in Game of Thrones. Oh I, my god! And I, yeah. I I went online and tried to research if anybody else posted that. And I couldn't Nobody find it anywhere. So it. I, you gotta I go don't to Buzzfeed. Well, it's a deep cut. <laughs> it's a deep cut. You do find those. Yeah. Like if you're a Harryhausen. Oh, there's nerd, a ton. ton yeah. of there are ton. I mean, two come to mind immediately. Um, my favorite hack, Tim Burton, directed a <laughs> Killers video, <laughs> and yeah. at one point they. It's Devin Aoki and yeah. a, another actor. And at one point, they peel off their skin and their skeletons. And then, like, it's a whole animated skeleton, like, oh, party yeah. and yeah. dance on a beach. And it is so deeply Harry Hazlitt. Like, it yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. be a nod to anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Um, like that. Like, just, re- and you find those in the most well, delightful Well, Miss Peregrine, places. you know, anybody seen that movie? Oh, yeah. There's a huge skeleton fight scene Huge, in that. and that's, yeah. You know, that's been replicated in many, many movies, but it's mm-hmm. all... Dedicated to Ray. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine a person going into a special effects uh, line of work without having a respect for what Ray Harryhausen has done before. I I could imagine now, like you get somebody who's inspired by somebody who's inspired by Ray Harryhausen, (laughs) which I'm sort of fascinated by that in a different way. But yeah, I mean, everything, uh, everything I grew up watching was, yeah, everything I grew up watching was either a Harryhausen joint or somebody who got into the business because they saw his movies like yeah. that's that's it mm-hmm. or even so. then even if you don't uh, i think there's also because as a journalist uh i i go through i went through college I, and so i learned from you know i i would study uh, you know the people who've come before and all the things they've done before yeah uh, and so i think that somebody who's going into special effects they would have to do that as well mm-hmm. because well, you can't i would hope even so. though yes the the yeah. technology has changed since ray harryhausen he is still set the example of how yeah. it's done and how to be innovative i and was like gonna say yeah. how to even if you don't know what to do to figure it out like that's a yeah, that's a big thing with cosplay thing. it's like 
you make all these props and you make all these armors. You have no idea how to do it. Yeah. But you're just uh, you like, just go figure, figure it out. out. You yeah. just go yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. And you it's trial start. You and error start somewhere. and that's perseverance right. and dedication and passion. And that's, and that's what why I takes. think this exhibit is so extraordinary is because you can learn that from, from going through mm -hmm. the exhibit. You know, for kids that maybe not know who Harryhausen is, yeah. well, look, this man was able to achieve his dreams from age of 13 found his passion, yeah. went out mm -hmm. and yeah, create a legacy. Because you, you, know? Yeah. you know, you know, he was like, okay, sculpture classes, okay, drawing classes, right. or, or Art whatever. direction, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, at 13, right. it was like, what he, uh, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't going to find that just like uh, in, in the after school program. Like right. he was either what going tools? to have to self-teach, you know, get the, get the books at the library on sculpture or on, mm -hmm. or on uh, uh, drawing or on, you know, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of that stuff. I mean, we're talking about long enough ago, and this is this is where the uh, like my advertising and marketing stuff comes. Is like long enough ago that words like art direction, we did not use those words together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like it wasn't a thing. And he's sort you know, uh, movies being a big part of what invented that whole discipline. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the the guy who is creating special effects from as a concept from thin air. Probably pretty important to yeah. art direction. <laughs> yeah, no so yeah, it's fascinating. So, yeah, going into that, either do either of you know, like, was he self-taught? Did he seek out like a, like, did he seek out formal education, or did he just kind of? No, he did go through a lot of schooling. He did go yeah, through a lot yeah, of schooling, yeah, a lot but of it's like art school. school, right? Well, his, I was his parents were very supportive of him, of him too. His mom made the so he did his own little stop animation movies in his garage. Absolutely, I can imagine those. And his yes. father built all the armatures. He built all the armatures, um, pretty much all the armatures in here up until I think Sinbad. Not wow. Seventh Voyage. He did all the Seventh huh. Voyage. So if you see the Cyclops River, he built that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So his father, yes. Yeah. Wow. So he built all the armatures for, for, for Ray, and his mom did the costumes. And oh, early so on, his mom did yeah, 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 very yeah. supportive, yeah. So, that you know, that well, helps. You that's a huge you deal. What did you right. say his dad did? The built armatures. the armatures. Right, but what was his dad professionally, oh, you know? No, I don't know that. I'm just know. I'm just picturing oh, yeah. the Harry House. Yeah, he had like the machine. All, he had the weekends. machine. All these parts, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I honestly do not know. I mean, that's yeah. that's fascinating because if if his day job wasn't something that yeah. involved the machining parts, yeah. and and I'm gonna I need to know now, so I'm gonna go find right. out. Right, but, we're gonna have to. But find if that it out. wasn't, then, then the like Harry House and household was basically. Their evenings and weekends were built <laughs> around a, Ray's. A, a movie studio. Yeah, you know, they, and like they were built around no, Ray's hobbies. Yeah, that's what that's I'm picturing. So like, cool. you know, Thursday nights at the Harry House, and they have a nice dinner, <laughs> and then they go work on armatures, you know, or <laughs> yeah. you know, or I'm the go machine these armatures. The storyboarding the next fight scene. Yeah, it's kind of a that I find that particularly do we, delightful. Not necessarily this this uh, uh, this exhibit, but do we? collectively as a people have access to any of these like homemade Harryhausen yeah. kid Harryhausen movies not that I'm aware I wouldn't be surprised now, it'd that's be a good so question hard to, to ask Connor oh, when he comes right. in October yes so okay so let's talk about the yeah, movie talk about that. that's that's perfect okay. because you're right I need to write that down and remember to ask because mm -hmm. <laughs> so I would see those Connor Heaney is who I worked with to put this together and about two years ago we started conversation and it took a long time but we finally made it happen and uh Connor will be back on October 20th with Ray's daughter Vanessa, who never makes public appearances oh, hardly so ever. Exciting! She's coming. They're both coming from Scotland. That's where the foundation is, and we're going to screen Clash of the Titans. Oh wow! And they'll be here for a panel discussion, a Q&A, and Connor will give a little lecture before the film. There's oh. also a VIP ticket for sale 
uh, that's going to be up here in the mezzanine, and it's going to be a meet and greet with the two of them, oh. catered event. It's going to be a big deal. So, and what, uh, and what, day, is what day is this? That's October 20th, Kay. and it's uh, from 6 Everyone to about 9.30. Right. We're all putting in our phones. You can go on to our website, sciencemuseumok.org, and, and purchase tickets, or you come here to the museum and buy them at the box office. No, yeah. I, I don't want to lose. That. We I don't want to lose sight of uh, the big deal that is your guests for that evening. Mm -hmm. But you have one more showing, one oh, yes. more movie after that. Yes, right? of course. Just yeah. So December second, the day before the exhibit closes, we're going to do Seventh uh, Voyage of Sinbad. We're awesome. Show Seventh Voyage. Connor will be back for that one as well because oh, okay, he's going to help pack everything up for us. Oh, okay. Oh, but wow. He'll be back and he's going to do another talk at that time. Let well, me so tell you, I, like I said, we watched Seventh Voyage last night, and it's good. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah. It's, I, I, it, the acting actually is, is really good. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the special effects, again, are, by today's standards, a little bit hard, harder to watch, but they're amazing because at the time they were just so innovative. Yeah. Um, and, and you just don't think about, you know, and I'm sure, because it was 1965, I think, uh, uh, yeah, 60, uh, no, 58. 58, okay, 58. I was trying to see the little copyright at the bottom. 58, 58. Um, and so 1958, when you're making movies like uh, uh, you know, Rebel Without a Cause, but then you've got this that is so oh, yeah. special oh, yeah. effects. People have never seen anything like it, yeah. especially in color. It was yeah. this first one in color. Yeah. And that was, uh, I forgot. That, 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 that Cyclops in that movie is held up. Mm. Oh, yeah. Forever. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, that's, that's, that's truly one of his favorite or not his favorite, but everyone's favorite creatures that are you know, out there. So. I wonder if he was inspired any by Jack Pierce. He was the one that did Frankenstein, like the old he was very, Frankenstein. He, he liked Bride of Frankenstein, I know that for sure. Okay. The, you know, the homunculus that's in the Bride mm -hmm. of Frankenstein, well, he created one for Sinbad. Yeah, and now, and, and, and Ray Harryhausen's style was pretty much being used all the way up until the late 90s when computer animation really started to take effect. Um, it that that idea of you either got you had two choices either claymation to give it a 3D look or animation cartoony type of stuff like what they did with um, Raiders of the Lost Ark at the very end the, all those angels rolling around that's oh, just right, cartoon right, right. that's just animation mm -hmm. so you've really only got two choices until computer animation really started to take off in the late 90s right um, <laughs> then what's really funny though is then in the late 90s you have the George Lucas. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be CG. I don't want to talk about it. We don't well, yeah. but no, we not tell this no, no, no. conversation. But, 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 but what it did, though, I think, was also it made everybody go, no, what's, we still need models. Oh, yeah. we and, still and you see that's going back to that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, uh, you mentioned specifically some of the people that claim Harryhausen as, as big influences. And I uh, like Guillermo del Toro being a a big one where you can see that this is not somebody who, who he learned the lesson the way of, he makes his monsters is very similar yeah. yeah yeah even if it's going to be computer animated it personalities it has yeah. personality right. um also the people who aren't monsters the acting mm -hmm. you know is kind of a big deal mm -hmm. uh li like the, it's not a one-sided direction right. you have to direct both of these things well which is w without going too far down the rabbit trail one of the bigger like lucas issues mm. right is that even if even if it, even if the cg even if the special effects side held up which it does not but even if it did right. the acting is by and large also pretty terrible <laughs> like the directing on that side yeah. is just not great and yeah i mean all the personality in the world in your monsters is going to fall flat if i don't care about the person that's fighting the, mo right. the monster yes. i mean you know Truth. and yeah. uh, and so yeah you can really you see that i think 
all through the Harryhausen things. Um, yeah, like she said, they all have souls. They yeah. all the monsters do. Personalities. And the, pe and the actors yeah, and You the start out caring about the people. Them. You care about Sinbad. You care about Jason. You care about Perseus. Mm -hmm. And then and then it, you care even more when their robot owl sidekick shows up or whatever, right? right? I mean, it's a big deal. Which is a pretty impressive feat by itself <laughs> because, and I just this just occurred to me, like this is some pretty like crusty, dry, old stories. Like, D does that make any sense? To yeah, yeah. Like, this is not fresh material. Well, it was fresh because he took and these to stories and kind of made them in his own. That's yeah, what these I mean. stories. Yeah. So yeah. He, he would mix the mythologies and the, and the tales and the stories and make them a movie. You know, he had to make yeah. them the more. Yeah, with yeah. Them, yeah. With them and that's movie. why I care. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I had probably been exposed to Sinbad before seeing My any of Harryhausen's work. You made us read all the great but I books, care. and I did yeah. not care because about Jason at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason yeah. and the Argonauts, of course. Are Again, you're right. These are or, Perseus. Yeah. These are all old stories. Right. Yeah. But they were brought to life not only through the the, the actors, and the, the, but also the special the effects. special effects. Yes. So he really uncrusted them. Right. right. And yeah. that, to, the point where to the point where I, tell your story. I know that Clash of the Titans is... Somewhere between Clash of the Titans and uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Deities and Demigods was sure. the gateway to me reading the rest of mythology. Yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah. I went around thinking everybody was wrong about Medusa because I saw Clash of the Titans <laughs> first. <laughs> Yes. Gorgons are not yeah. snake people. Sorry. Yeah. I, but, I mean, years that I was like, why does everybody get this wrong? And the Kraken was what, from what Norse mythology. It's from yeah, Norse mythology. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, like, I was legit. What? Yeah. You know, yeah. as a kid, because because the, the it wasn't just believing it because it was a movie. It was because this thing got yeah. so then, into my then head. Then you, have, yeah. you have Calavos, who's kind of taken from the Tempest, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and it was so that was, and that's what <laughs> and, and also kind of um uh he's a little bit tempest and a little bit Krampus and a little <laughs> bit like <laughs> a little bit I mean I mean that's a good call. it's well it's the it's the mixed feet that always I yeah. can't yeah, I can't the cloven not, hoof, yeah. yeah if you have a human foot and a, and a cloven hoof you're cr it, there's a Krampus nod you're a Krampus somewhere in there anyway it's just yeah so to go back to that if if you look at the uh, Cyclops model you'll notice there's a new leg that's attached to it. So I'm, I'm gonna go I'm look going now. to go look now. <laughs> so the leg is actually in Calibus, the ho the cloven hoof leg, because oh, he took really? that reason. He would cannibalize all his models. Well, sure, you can't. Because well, I mean, these yeah. things are hard it to make and expensive. Yeah. And Why remake something yeah. when I can just rip You've this one You've got the perfect cloven foot leg. Which probably makes the historians crazy, that they're <laughs> like, why can't we put... I mean, you've got a lot of whole models oh, yeah. Yeah. in yeah. here, but I mean, I can imagine that there would be Pieces. three times as many if it weren't for that... Well, why would I remake this? Right. I'm just going to do this thing. I made a new GI Joe out of two other GI Joes. Totally. I don't, but I've destroyed the original GI Joe. Yeah, talking about what 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 Harryhausen <laughs> did for like for Caliban was was that you got this when they when they're close up they had just a guy in a makeup, but when they of course full body then that was Ray Harryhausen coming in right. and and you so you had to make it believable this guy close up is also right. this guy in mm -hmm. and it was you could feel right. this person was a it wasn't claymation it wasn't just filled with clay no. it was a real yeah. person was that was doing things it was and no Gumby that wasn't done yeah, that was wasn't <laughs> that wasn't done a lot but yes that's true for Calibos there was yeah. a, a real actor and the the, the animated model. And the reason they did that is, because, well, Ray said, well, you know, he's got to talk. 
Yeah. yeah. We, we have to have a, you know, an actor. <laughs> Don't give me one yeah. more thing <laughs> right. to do, you guys. It probably wouldn't have worked yeah. out too well. And it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't have looked Sad quite as long. They did that with, in the seventh voyage. The, the maid gets turned into this snake thing. Uh, the snake and, woman, the dancing yeah, snake and, woman. Oh, the snake woman. And, and it's very, very cool. It's She's amazing. So good. And eventually gets choked by her own tail, which is amazing. So you've got the actress now oh, all of a sudden so being cool. choked. Um, and of course, it's the actress you'd seen before, now all made up. So guess where that armature is? Where's that? Uh, is that the. Right, uh, right Medusa. Here. No, is that Medusa? she was reused for Medusa. Oh, yeah, so. well, naturally. Yeah. Huh? Also, the, the you have the concept art. For her, for right, the, the right. Yeah. not for Medusa. And it's actually one of the few color pieces. Yeah, yeah and, and it I, is. It immediately. Super creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, like no Even wonder. Even She's no, super Especially scary. for the time. I can imagine why. I mean, it's not a hard leap for these draw, concept drawings to be the the deal right. closers. Right. Yeah, that just yeah. makes sense. I had never heard that before, but it just makes sense. Although at the same time, it seems kind of almost like, un like unheard of. Like this, you know once, what I mean? Like I can imagine the first one was a I tough would one, make that but movie. once once Harryhausen has proven he can do the thing, true. Yeah. It would. I mean, I bet would, the next day was like, just bring your book in, yeah. just whatever you got. Way, the, the way movies were put together back then was oh, totally true. Different I'm thinking in terms it's of a, like modern. It, oh, it's yeah. so yes. Okay, so I know that. I that's a good point too. I know that a little bit because of like a like studio actors and actresses being owned by studios and right. uh, yeah. owning their contracts mm -hmm. more or less. So I have a little brush with that. But yeah, it's that whole like, uh, bring me your art book and bring me the book of who we own and haven't used that right. still needs to right. be used this year. And we're going to put a... We'll put what a if they don't want to be in this movie? Oh, that's precious. We won't be asking. <laughs> yeah, that's not an ask. Uh, Let me pull out this contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we're going to make you a snake woman. Uh, great. Thanks. Was yeah. was Harryhausen also was he just in charge of the claymation special effects or uh, or all of the special effects as far as I, I asked seventh seventh voyage of Sinbad the princess who was absolutely adorable gets shrunk into this little like two inch person yeah. and, and see and little she, did she, you know that's her actual size and, well, and she, <laughs> but she's actually a, she's actually you know moving around and talking to was he also in charge of that as well um, you know I've seen behind the behind footage of how they shot that. You know, uh, and they just giant props. Well, yes, yeah. All it is. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay. He might, oh have, my he might have had some input on that, but I don't know. I, I want to see those pictures. It's going to remind me of like a, like early 60s Batman comics where yes. they're just like jumping on giant typewriters and yes, stuff. Yes, it is. <laughs> I want to see... Okay. It was it was it was that there was also an episode of Doctor Who where they are shrunk to the size of mm -hmm. ants um, and and again running around in these massive props and they've got to move a little telephone you know they got to you know, which is awesome no that's fantastic <laughs> like, that's fantastic well and what yeah. was great what was great about well, it is she gets shrunk she gets shrunk down and then honey, she I shrunk the kids yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets she gets shrunk down, and she's like, "Oh well, apparently the world has gotten awfully large while I was asleep." It's like, dude, you're taking this really well. <laughs> <laughs> you are really well adjusted. You well, you know, that. you go to sleep on quaaludes, <laughs> and also you wake you up and everything's big, and you're still super chill about it. I yeah, it's okay. fine. This is fine. But yeah. it was amazing special effects. One thing I want to say is um, the word claymation, clay animation, is not what Harryhausen did per se, because he didn't oh, use clay. It was all latex and yeah. metal models. Um, with armatures, um, it wasn't a clay piece of clay that was moved around. Yeah, so it was all it was done in stop animation the same way clay animation is done yes. in claymation, but it's not claymation. So yeah, the stop motion. What did he call it? 
Dynamation is what he called Dynamation. Right. That's, Dynamation. That's, I knew that's what they said on the, the beginning. Was, and that's we were like, fantastic. Yeah. Dynamation. Yeah. It yeah. that punch, you know, that would make sure. And, and so, so it was so not clay. It was, what was it again? They're, they're latex. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're all foam latex. And each definitely. one designed specifically. That's why it would take a little bit longer. That's You'd take one leg from one place to another. Right. And, and you know, and he would make these at home. And Vanessa's even said that he would cook them in his oven, you know. He would. <laughs> <laughs> so the smell of that, if you could imagine. Yeah. That's amazing. Shrinky dinks at the Harry House. I was going to say, it takes on a whole new meaning. Real complicated. Yeah. So are they, and like, I'm, we're looking at this. I cannot remember the name of this particular monster right behind us on the wall. That is the Kraken. That's the Kraken. That's the, the Kraken. Kraken. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because he looks so different from any... Yeah. Well, which, yeah, which he's is not great. It's one of his yeah. largest models right. by far. Yeah, yeah. he's the Viking Kraken, yeah. right? Yeah. But if the you Norse look, you'll see a lot of similarities to uh, from his other creatures. Like yeah. Like Ymir from uh, 20 Million Miles to Earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the, he loves the serpentine body. Yeah, you know, right. It's snake-like. Because snake they're scary. But anyway. Cause it's, yeah, it's because a horrifying thought anyway. It, yeah. It, and he actually was going to do uh, War of the Worlds. was one of his projects he worked on. He actually built some of the monsters from War of the Worlds. And if you look I at them, they, the face looks almost exactly like Yes. Oh, yeah. I think he's kind of cute, actually. Well, and it's so funny because you're well, right. Like I, I, don't, I don't think when I see a Kraken nowadays, sure. and no matter what it is, yeah. it's always wrong because that's <laughs> always that's the Kraken. That's my Medusa that problem. Will always totally. Be a to totally. Me. Medusa's my. But what I'm wondering is just like uh, practically, is this guy like a rubber outer and then like filling? So imagine a metal armature inside of that, right? right? And then kind of a, a foam, frame. more material inside, and then a, a harder. That's what I was. If there was like a foam filling, yeah. or if it was just solid, because that would be like and, and squishy. As, and as far yeah. as the, uh, you can foam. I mean, it's not really they're not really built for cutaways per se. Right. But here in the in the exhibit, I was seeing some of the uh, like the armatures for Pegasus. Right. I mean, you know, so you can you see, can see what the insides. Look okay, like. I just and the concept drawings of how yeah. it was built. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then a and then a finished one that is, I mean, no shade. They're very old at this point. But well, I mean, he I was can, using well. The reason the Pegasus feathers? looks like that. Yeah. Yes, okay. Those are seagull feathers on, on the. Yeah. But so to make Pegasus look wet as he's coming out of the water. Right. You know, to save everyone. Yes. Uh, to bring in the bag of that's the right. Medusa. They had to make the wings look wet, so water just wasn't working. So they used glycerin. Well, okay. Glycerin oh, wow. ate away at the feathers, so oh, that's no. why it gives it that. See, yeah. I was just assuming it was real just feathers in yeah. time, but no, no that no, makes sense, too. Yeah, huh. totally so does. the armatures had to be built specifically to be jointed so that you could move every little piece. That's right. That, that, yep. that in itself took a lot of design work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of engineering. Engineering, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is amazing because then you've got to be able to move them regardless, like the wings had to be able to move, and uh, each, the, 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 it is the, the Cyclops in Seventh Voyage is just amazing in the way it moves. Everything yeah. has to move in a certain oh, yeah. way um, to be realistic. And yeah. it's just phenomenal work. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed then, of course, but I mean that there are still people uh, doing this thing. Um, I mean, there's no way we get uh, Kubo and the Two Strings without right. without Harryhausen having done all yeah. these things. And that just proves that stop motion animation is still alive and Completely kicking. Completely yeah. viable. Yeah. Completely oh, yeah. viable. It's so, it is so smooth, that using Kubo as an example like that, that I did not realize. I thought that they had computer animated it to look stop motion See. until I got to the end and they were showing the sped up of them doing the big robot. Oh, like the wow. real oh, yeah, size yeah, yeah. robot. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, shut up. Hold on. Um, yeah. And I want, and I 
started it right over and paid more attention. You and know, I want to get back to that. You know, CGI versus stop motion yeah. animation. Well, yeah. Harryhausen even said, if you make things too real, it brings them down to the mundane. You know, it mm-hmm. just makes things just. Ooh, I love uh, that. You know, and yeah. so they have these nightmarish qualities. You know, these creatures and even you know Kubo and uh, box trolls or yeah. any of those. You yeah. know, you well, still it has that that nightmare quality yeah. to it. That's just not. I was thinking. I was thinking specifically about. Uh, the Cerebus from uh, Clash. from Clash yeah. earlier when we were talking about like now we would smooth that all out so it looked like a, an actual giant dog with two heads. So, I mean, right. so it has two heads, so it's not it's the not. Cerebus. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. That's, and that's right. what I, so we're watching him just real quick. We watch him Clash of the Titans with my son, and it's his first time to see Clash of the Titans. And the dog comes out, and I said, "Oh, it's yeah. it's Cerebus," and he goes. No, Cerebus has three three heads, and I'm like, okay. But for me, for the longest time, right. I believe yes. Cerebus had two well, heads. Again <laughs> with the I think it's labeled Dioscalos. Yes, yes. Okay. It's not actually Cerebus. It's labeled not yes. Cerebus. That's right. Uh, not Cerebus. <laughs> Nor Fluffy. Yes. But the, the, He's cute, though. The, uh, I mean, it's very. Its motion is very smooth, but it's not smooth like an actual living thing. And no. that, right. that actually adds to the creep factor. It's a factor. little like I'm thinking back to Ringu and Ring the Ring, which both yeah, I, I didn't love those movies, but the way that the the monsters move, yeah, yeah, yeah. is so. It's, it's like that uncanny off-putting. valley of unnatural because yeah. it's not unnatural, but it's also not natural. That's not how people like, are supposed to move. That's not how people move. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah. It gives, it gives a it jump cut type of quality to, to yeah, it that, that makes that you go, oh, no, no. You just know your your brain what you're is seeing not, is not yeah. quite right. And, and so, yeah, that's and yeah it's that is, is a fascinating place to live. I can only think of live. Uncanny Valley, but that's no, what I think that's it makes pretty me close. think of. I mean, that, that's usually in terms of looking in terms too of looking human, but, too not, human, but not human enough. Yeah. But I think it I think it works for this Not lifelike. But lifelike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unlifelike. Not alive, but lifelike. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in and, it, and it works. It works better for me. With, I oh, mean, yeah. like I'm thinking it also with the scorpions in Clash, but less so because scorpions kind of move. Right. They in don't move like mammals they're anyway. They're but right. this thing that mm-hmm. I, I can't even, I can't even quite sec- find the language. Yeah. But the, the dog I especially just made me think of that. Where yeah. it's like, that's real. But not. But it's not. And it's worse. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> worse. It's, it's creeping me out. The Hydra yeah. terrified me. I have a me. question, though. When you start a smart space like this, where do you get your inspiration from? Like, where's well, the very beginnings? Well, the beginning for this one, um, I was kind of looking around shopping to do a sci-fi model exhibit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I was reaching out to all different kinds of model makers. I wasn't getting any response back. And I stumbled upon the foundation's website, and I just thought, well, hey, I'm just going to reach out. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why, why not? not? Yeah. Why not? And I got a response pretty much two days later. Wow. That said, that's pretty quick. Let's hear what you want to do. You know? Yeah. And so I started the conversation, and one thing led to another, and I, I really couldn't believe we were able to, I was able to get this, and we were able to host this It's show. fantastic. Yeah. And, I Scott, you don't, you, they don't come this all, you have to build this space. I built, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Tell yes, me about what that takes to, to build this <laughs> space. <laughs> Takes a lot. It yeah. Takes a lot of research and time, and uh, just to f- just to figure out how to fit this into yeah. the yeah, space. Yeah, I didn't say layout. The layout, probably. the floor planning was 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 challenging because I didn't have these things in my possession. You know? Right. I knew they were coming, so I had to know all the exact sizes, uh-huh, measurements. Uh-huh. I had to mat and frame and you know figure out the spacing. You know, the what floor color plan. will and I paint this wall? Right. And I wanted it to be more intimate. I didn't want just this big room with stuff in it. You yeah. Know? I wanted to create a path that you would walk through so you, you 
you the introduction is the timeline, and then you go into JSON and then into Clash, and you kind of wind yourself through. Um, I, I don't know. You know, that's just kind of what I do. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, that just starting there makes sense. Like, okay, so what am I going to get? What is available to me? And they give you the list. Oh yeah. Well, so right? I went through hundreds, or hundreds did you of pages of inventory. Oh, you kind of got to got well, to curate so what, that you know, list. Kind of what are you thinking? And I had to kind of break it down to the fantasy films, uh -huh. not necessarily the sci-fi. Uh -huh. And I uh -huh. figured, well, these will work well together. You know, got to do all the Sinbads. Jason Argonus, of course, and yeah. of course Clash. So, you know, yeah. just kind of... Uh, so these are the movies I watched, too. So these are yeah. the ones I was familiar with the most. So, so if I we make super good friends with them, can we do a sci-fi one later? Possible, sure. <laughs> what, are some, what are some of the Ray Harryhausen sci-fi ones? That uh, 20 Million Miles to Earth. Um, okay. Uh, let's see if we can go on. Uh, uh, UFO, Flying Saucers uh, versus a Planet Earth. Um, there's others, but... They didn't... At least, at least for me, they didn't get as much play. Right, this was right, kind of the yeah, monster, right. monster on the rampage type movies. But know? my dad was familiar with them because because he went like to the theater, so he got really excited. Right. You know, and um, I don't know that he at the time when I was a kid, I don't know if he's where I heard the Harryhausen name. But I mean, he remembered these things, and he's like, "Oh, when it, when it was on, it was like." Go to bed early now because I'm going to get you up at three o'clock in the morning, oh, and we are going to be watch on, on ABKOCL or something like that. Yes. Twenty thousand miles to Earth or whatever, and and so I, I I didn't see them as much as I saw. So I mean, I couldn't. I would have a hard time sort of describing them <laughs> right. where I wouldn't with these, you know, right. with with the fantasy films. Right. But uh, but yeah, they're pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean that in way multiple ways, I guess. True. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, where does this exhibit live? Like, where where do these so reside when they're at home? This has never lived anywhere before. But his models and the artwork is all in Scotland. Okay. Okay. So that's where his foundation is. Okay. I I wondered if they're at the foundation or if they're loaned out to various. They're in a building that doesn't display. I mean, I don't even know they're where the building story. is. It's oh, on wow. the saddest thing that I've ever heard. Well, <laughs> they get they tour around. <laughs> okay. They, okay. They're usually okay. little. Bits will go to different okay. exhibits, yeah. you know, around uh, the UK and um, England, but not much has been in the, nothing's been in the United States that I know of um, since 2012. Okay. No, 2010. Wow. 2010, I think, is it was in LA. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, this is huge. This so is this, yeah. So it's why this is such a big deal. Now, so you've designed the place. You've got it ready for things to start coming in. When these things start arriving, as a fan yourself, <laughs> right? Unbelievable, I'll tell you. When that. you open yeah. the bison, because you see all there. the crates and you're like, "What's yeah. in this one?" You know, yeah. and you get it's to like open Christmas up. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like Christmas Lots of great presents to open up. Yeah, but then That's there's also that fear of like, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. touch them. You're holding cinematic legacy yes, in right. your hands. So very, very careful. Uh, yeah. With, with everything. I, I bet it's Put a that nice down. Sense of relief when it's all in its display case. <laughs> Carefully boxed away. Exactly. And no one can yeah. get exactly. to it. And no one can get to it. That's right. <laughs> but this, yeah, that's got to be awkward as the kid in you wanting to all of a sudden play with Bubo when right. he shows up. I cannot move. Yeah. Do yeah. Not, do, not, do not reposition these. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't that's imagine. a tough. Yeah, yeah, I'd be reasonable. But like then to see him once you get all the crates unpacked, everything yeah. out on the tables, because um, we have a collections room here. You know, because we, we do, we are a museum, so yeah, we, have, yeah. we do have the right facilities for that. Just to see everything together was just, yeah, mind blowing. You know, was, oh, I love awesome. it. And you're like, now I'm gonna go home and watch some movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna come back all you know, like so re excited. 
rewatch movies after you got all the stuff in? Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and last night you guys had Jason yes, uh, and, that was and the organizers. Mm-hmm. How was the turnout for that? It was great. It was great because, you know, it took us a while to plan these these movies, this, this film series out because, you know, with Connor and Vanessa coming, mm-hmm. we just had to figure out that timing, you mm-hmm. know, and so mm-hmm. we only got about a week and a half, two weeks promotion on Jason, and we had a huge turnout. We had, we had 130 people, that. you know. That's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. Jason. And, and it was great. This great is turnout. this is a generational thing. Harryhausen has become such a generational thing. Uh, you know, our parents growing up with them in the theaters and then ourselves growing up. All of them, because, again, this went all the way up to 83. Three was Clash. Eighty one was Clash. Eighty one was Clash, and that was his last film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he retired yeah. after that. So for the, the you know for it's become a generational thing, and now we are also teaching our children. You know, I'm having my child sit down. You have to watch Clash of the Titans. You have to watch these yeah. to understand why we kind of still do yeah. things, even though it's computer yeah. generated. We're still doing them that way. Well, what I find fascinating is I showed them to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Right, she's ten, and she was awestruck. She loved them. She loved watching it, even though she knew, you know, she knows the movies of today. Well, she's mm-hmm. raised, raised yeah. Didn't matter, you know. They, they, they kept her attention, and she wasn't like, oh, this is stupid, I'm going to leave. Kids yeah. don't really care about No, and, and Medusa still scared the crap out of my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The craft is good, craft even if it's old. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I ran into this uh, with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. With uh, with my son, who's who's right there, right. In, well, I mean, he wasn't ten when the when the Godzilla remake came out, but I mean, he we we took him, and he really liked that, and was like, "Are there more Godzilla movies?" And my answer was, "Yeah, but I don't know how you're gonna feel about yeah, it." Yeah, but yeah. And and so even there, where that artistry is not there yeah. necessarily, That's right? A, I mean, and a, he was still just wrapped. Godzilla is another Harryhausen influence, you know. Yeah, you from Twenty Million Miles, Dave. Yeah, mm-hmm. Japan said, hey, let's put a guy in a costume and yeah, try this yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the same thing with video games. Like, the old video games graphically mm-hmm. are not there, but my kids still love to play the old oh, yeah. Yeah. Zeldas. Sure. And, yeah, know, again, if the craft is good and the story's good. The story's right. good. It got them to read and stuff. Yeah. I mean, kids, for all intents and purposes, I feel like they keep on like doing animation by like CG cartoon movies and stuff and it really just takes a good story to entertain the kid. It doesn't, mm-hmm. You don't need all these flashing lights. Look at books. One yeah. of the one of the uh, <laughs> bonuses of things being so at our fingertips, I think, is that this idea, and because I, I see this with uh, with my with the pe- with my like cousins and things that are 10, 15 years younger than I am and then again with my kids that the age of a thing does not, it just doesn't matter in the same way that it kind of, like I listened to a lot of my dad's music, but not as much until I could get it on a CD. Yeah. The same way I had mine. Well, now everything just appears. Mm -hmm. And so age, the age of a thing is very much less, Mm -hmm. less of a thing. Again, as long as the craft is there. So that, so that somebody, uh, uh, and then, and then you have people who are showing up with, with various influences when you get a song that sounds very 1970s funk to the mm-hmm. point where you can't tell the difference between right, right? and then you get uh, uh, somebody like a uh, um, uh, like Kubo for instance that's doing the stop mode like they're just they're not different to them in the way that yeah, they would you guys have been to to me yeah you and Nikki both have brought that up that that your kids will do a deep dive into something that's and like then you can't find anything fifteen really yeah <laughs> yeah and and I know that. The boy has had some stuff that's just, where do you find this stuff? And I've had another friend who built 
his kid a Pokemon bed way before Pokemon Go had come out because he literally couldn't find any. It was the same with Trent with uh, Digimon. Yeah, that's what it was. I was thinking it was something like these Pokemon. things are just there, and they're just there, and they're immediately the accessible. For which is why I'm going anymore. to go. Yeah, which is why I'm going to go research some of the availability of these hairy hammers. Absolutely. We were before the show, that yeah. I don't think that there is easily available, and I, I mean, if not, not that it was simple to put this uh, to put this exhibit together by any stretch, but I mean, it, it started with just reaching out, and right. so I wonder yeah. if a few of us just start emailing Netflix yeah. or tweeting at Netflix, right. how easy would it be for them to just make that phone call and maybe discover that all of a sudden I can just watch the Harryhausen collection, yeah, streamed directly into my eyeballs, and I'd be really cool with that. Yeah, yes. and and we'd be so good <laughs> I with would be that. Into that thing. Yeah, yeah. The, so movie, the movies are out there. You know, they you are. Can, you yes. can find I just want the more. Obscure, like I want to see his childhood islands. movies. Well, I want to see oh, this. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what I want. That. Like I want to do the deep dive. I need into to come like back. I need to come back for Clash so I can ask. Specifically if you watch, about yes. if you watch the documentary Special Effects Titan, you can see some of those. Okay, okay. sweet, amazing. Yeah. And I've watched that, but it's been so long. I have yeah. to go back and watch and it. Go, go to your local video store. That's where we found Clash. Or what again? Uh, uh, <laughs> what is that? I know. What are those things? That that's <laughs> funny because that's what I remember as a kid is picking up Jason the Argonauts and just looking at the cover art. Boom. Who is this giant, yeah. giant colossus? Oh, really? yeah. yeah, and I just remember that. Well, yeah. that so made me that made me watch the film. So yeah. this is how yeah. this that weird like the way the way that technology like circles back to these things. We my house way early adopted cable because my dad is a huge sports fan. But then it it brought into the house things that he had loved as a kid, so that he would show to me. This is Star Trek. This is Man from Uncle. This yeah. is Harryhausen movies. This is I mean you know, um, but it. But it happened first, even before the video store for me, because cable, cable yep. and they were trying to sort of fill some of that airspace when it wasn't, when it wasn't honestly the thing that he, my dad originally made the payment for. Right. <laughs> like he did it right. because of sports. these big sports it packages. The door, the other thing and is. then at two, two or three in the morning, he's like, get up, boy. <laughs> you gotta, you I gotta. love that idea. So listen, this is the thing. Get, that, get up. Get that up. delights me on so many levels. I like, know, really that your does. dad was passionate enough about it to get you up in the middle of the night. And that was, I don't know, households are different, but in my house, that was like verboten. Like, that was a. He worked nights, so we also got to see uh, horror movies I should not have seen. So good. Um, so good. I just, I, I did so not many understand things about that, that would, delight me. I like, did not understand <laughs> I was supposed to be afraid of Freak Show too. And it, it also kind of fits as to who really you scary. are. It kind of shows that the fandom that you are, that you've become, yeah. is yeah. obviously very I'm developed by your father. Deeper. Yeah, but, but he would be lightly horrified. He is. Lightly <laughs> horrified at the at level. At the, like, the... I mean, he was excited about it. He got me up at 3 in the morning or whatever to come eat a bowl of ice cream and watch this movie. Or it was Saturday afternoon, and it was like, we're not going to go do that other thing. You need to see this that I haven't seen in 30 years because it, cause it hasn't been available anywhere. But the but then the the sort of grabbing that flag and running with it that I have done <laughs> with the rest of my life. Too he's far. lightly horrified. Too far. Lightly horrified. <laughs> it's, it's he thinks I've turned out okay, but lightly horrified. It's funny that you say that because the guests, you know, I – my office is right behind the exhibit here, so I'm kind of like a fly on the wall, and I get to hear all these responses and, 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 and see these experiences. Well, people will bring their children, yeah, and just like your father, and just, you know, kind of in tears, you yeah. know, almost like explain well, to their children. You know, I was saying to my son, we need to call your grandpa on the way yeah, home. Yeah. Like we need to get him up here to come see this exhibit because we are we are having a multi generational thing right yeah. now where all three of us. 
I, I think I can count on one hand with a lot of fingers left over the number of movies that all three of us would actually be into yes, watching yes. together. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's and so cool. I am jealous of your ability to overhear those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, December 3rd is, is when this whole thing is gone. So we've got only got about a, two and a half months left to come see this. Uh, you've got October 20th is the big day. That's, That's right. That's when That's Vanessa's coming down. But don't wait till then. No. No, don't. No, but no. come for that come movie. Back yes, for that. And, and uh, coming for the movie, even if you don't get the VIP, do you still ha does the movie ticket give you access to the exhibit? It will not. Not, but but the VIP will because it'll be yes, up here on this correct. mezzanine. Okay, okay, very cool. What about what about uh, with Jason, where there's not a VIP option? Jason, we we people. I'm, were I'm able sorry, to, Jason was last night. Yes, I meant uh, Sinbad. You, yes, you will be able to come visit the exhibit. Today. Okay, okay, very that good. one's on December second. That is December, That's 2nd. December 2nd. Fantastic. Uh, everyone, come up and see this because it it is absolutely fantastic. We thank you so much for talking to us, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thank, thank you, you so much. A lot of fun. So that's our show. You can find us on our website at okiegeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And, uh, Nikki, let's start with you. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me at Retro Robinson on Twitter and also on the Facebook page, the Okie Geek Facebook page. And Devin. You can find me in the Twitterverse at Wubba. That's Whiskey Unicorn Victor Victor Alpha. Josh? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Joshua Unruh. And if you're fast, you can find me this afternoon <laughs> on my, uh, on my well, only for, for patrons only, a live video seminar on the second chapter of Batgirl of Burnside. So, but you gotta be fast. That starts at one this afternoon. Right. You, Get you on may it, literally be listening to this and it's already started. It's already gone through. But the audio will be available later this week and I'm doing the third issue next Saturday. So uh, cool. that's uh, patreon.com slash pulp diction productions. And Scott, where can people find out more about this? Uh, at our website, sciencemuseumok.org. And you guys are on Twitter and Facebook also. Yes, Science, right. Science Museum Oklahoma Science, Facebook, Facebook. Instagram, yes. And Science Museum OK on Twitter. Is yes, that correct? That's yes, correct. right. Fantastic. And you can find me at KOSU Michael C. Uh, be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Scott Henderson, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. I'm Devin Green. And I'm Joshua Unruh. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Yeah.